Where is that Jesus who people expect to see? You know the one. He's gentle, he's kind, he has nice things to say about everybody. That's the one that you see in all those paintings in museums, right? So where did Luke hide him in today's gospel reading? There we hear about a Jesus who's warning people about perishing, you know, dying. Where's the still waters and the pastures green and all that stuff? Instead of those happy and pleasant thoughts, this Jesus is talking about death, destruction, fruitless fig trees. Where's the loving Jesus? He's right there, front and center. The loving Jesus is the one warning those who have gathered to hear his words. As he speaks to the crowds, Jesus knows the time is growing near. As he begins his earthly journey to Jerusalem, it will mark the end of his time here on earth. And that time is growing short. So he again calls his hearers to understand their reality as flawed people in a broken world. Jesus speaks to correct their assumptions. What assumptions do you have about Jesus? If you presume him to be a nice, tame guy who had a lot of good things to say about how we should love God and love the people around us, well, you're only thinking about a caricature of Jesus. Jesus' love for you and me and for every other human being isn't limited to hugs and smiles and happy feelings. It's active love. It's love that won't sit idly by as we head towards harm and hell. Like a parent or guardian who sees a child running towards a cliff and shouts to get their attention, Jesus calls you and me, along with those crowds, to look out, to pay attention to our situation, lest we fall. Lent is a time to take heed. It's a journey through the 40 days that lead up to the high point of the church year. Listen to God's call to examine how you live. In our reading today from 1 Corinthians, St. Paul wrote, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. That wisdom stands the test of time. Rapper, record producer, actor, and filmmaker Ice Cube echoed St. Paul's words with the exhortation, check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) And wreck ourselves we do. Jesus' response to the crowds points to two particular ways in which we are in danger of falling. And the first of those is arrogance. The people seem to have come to Jesus for an explanation on why bad things happen. Did those Galileans die because they were worse than other people? Did they deserve what happened to them? Well, implied in that question, though, is their assumption that they who are asking are better than those Galileans who were murdered in the very act of offering sacrifices by Pilate's troops. Now, you and I might not be asking that question, 
But we are often tempted to think of ourselves more favorably than the other person, especially if we think that they are in the wrong. But beyond arrogance, though, Jesus is calling the people to stop being complacent. Complacency, that second danger against which he warns, leaves people sedentary in their faith. It can leave you feeling entitled to the identity that God gives to you as a gift. Complacency turns Christians into hypocrites and Pharisees, people who spurn God's word and his promises instead of following Jesus as his disciples. God has adopted you and me as his own children, and we are meant to follow Jesus. So if we're not actively following our Lord in the direction in which he's leading, we are heading the wrong way. We are running towards cliffs of our own choosing. Arrogance and complacency can be fatal to faith. They turn us from God's grace. If we don't repent, if we don't turn around, we will perish, as Jesus said. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. This is where we come back to that loving Jesus. That Jesus who speaks to the crowds about death, destruction, and fruitless fig trees. The Messiah has come into the world to bring about the restored relationship with God that humanity has needed and longed for ever since we first fell into sin. The time has come. The day is here. And that is why Jesus tells the crowds that they likewise would be destroyed if they kept on going in their chosen course. This is an opportunity from God to know his mercy, to repent before they experience his judgment. God doesn't want them to perish. He loves them. As we heard in our first reading from the prophet Ezekiel, as I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? But God will judge nonetheless. There will be a reckoning for our sin, for our arrogance, for our complacency. There has to be. Suffering and tragedy are signs that our world is under judgment, that it is broken for all of us. The deaths of loved ones and strangers alike are indications that life is not as it should be. It ends. The truth of the matter is that suffering and tragedy are calls to repentance for all people. Jesus wanted his hearers, both the crowd then and you and me here and now, to know that we should never think, well, they deserved it. But rather, I deserve the same. And from there, thanks be to God that Jesus perished in my place and in the place of all. Listen to Jesus and hear his message. Acknowledge to him the sin that has infected your life. 
especially arrogance and complacency. Repent, laying that sin down before him at the cross. And hear this good news. God has no pleasure in your perishing. God loves you. And the cross that dominates this season of Lent is a sign and evidence of his love. Praying Psalm 85 together as we did earlier in the service along with the people of Israel, we come to God seeking his forgiveness. And he forgives. He covers our sin so that it no longer marks us as people deserving his wrath. In our place, Jesus took the full weight of his Father's judgment and he took it into death. Jesus delivered you and me from God's wrath. He perished for us. We see God's mercy on humankind by looking at his Son. And what's more, God sets limits on the temptations that we face as we heard in St. Paul's letter. God gives us a way of escape. Check yourself because God does not want you to wreck yourself. Listen to Jesus' call to take heed and watch your life. Living in faith through this season of Lent and beyond. Do not spurn God's word and his promises because they are meant to be taken to heart. They are promises and word for you. Follow Jesus away from complacency. Be proactive as God's people in Christ, living out that new identity that he has given to you. Be alert on the good that you can do in the world around you. Follow Jesus away from arrogance. Practice humility, not false humility, but use the gifts that God has entrusted to your care with an honest awareness of your situation and your dependence on his grace. Listen to others with respect and patience, serving them as Christ served you. Where's the loving Jesus? He's right here, front and center, for you. Amen.